Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. Today is April 5th, 2019, and this is episode 74. Um, I am going to continue to talk about phone calls today. Uh, yesterday, I talked about how um, just how, how there's so much performance anxiety associated with phone calls and how a listener reached out to me to um, talk about it, and I completely commiserated as far as that feeling and anxiety of being put on the spot, and we've talked about this a lot, about just what's going on in your mind when you're practicing drills with other people, and how sort of um, ruminative and circular, and kind of how anxiety-making that can sort of feel, like it makes you feel sort of more anxious, it becomes like a little... Um, motor where you can feel the sort of tug and the anxiety can sometimes mount when the conversation that you actually do wind up having on the phone wasn't like um, anything that you studied for basically and so yeah that makes you feel um, a little panicky because what's happening is that you practicing or you running through things is less about preparing for the conversation itself than trying to give yourself the false sense of security and the illusion of being in control of the conversation. So yeah, it usually doesn't work out because you can't control other people. Um, But the thing about phone calls that I touched upon yesterday was that you can feel like a lot of resentment because you're just like, why would you put me on the spot like this? Why are you setting me up with so, for so much anxiety? And that kind of puts you in a disadvantageous position too because you're going into a call really fraught and like, it's funny what other people, like even without um, micro expressions and even without seeing each other's faces, like it kind of gets the conversation started on like a wrong foot. <laughs> um, So the reason why people have phone calls in the first place, which sounds so basic, but I just wanted to talk about it so you can sort of remember and like remind yourself like what the function of a phone call is in the first place, especially when someone like, you know, kind of washed who you work with is like, we have to take a phone call and you're like, oh my God, why are you so old? Like, why can't we just do it another way? Like phone calls are just a way for people. It's like a meeting it's a way for people to carve out specific time and dedicate it to problem solving or thinking about a task at hand. And so the the really nice thing about that is while you want to be prepared for a phone call enough that you have like familiarity around the subject, you don't have to feel like it's a huge pop quiz. You don't have to feel like you have all the answers. And just remember again like what a phone call is it's like dedicating time to get answers so that also kind of like gets you off the hook a little bit as to what the universal expectation for the phone call is Um, especially an initial phone call if you're having a follow-up phone call where you were like the first phone call you were like I don't know let me find out and the second phone call is about what you found out like have that part prepared Um, But I also get the impression that when you have a clear agenda of what you're delivering in a phone call, you feel like less anxiety about it. 
Um, And as a note to that, even if it is the follow-up phone call where you're supposed to have an answer and you did your due diligence and you tried to find an answer but there wasn't one, that's really kind of not on you. Um, So if you can find gentleness, compassion, and self-forgiveness around that, um, that just is like a good way to go, like a more peaceful way to go. Um, So yeah, like phone calls, you don't you don't necessarily have to feel a whole lot of pressure going into it. It's just kind of like finding out without value judgments, despite the fact that like everybody has different areas of expertise and different levels of like knowledge. Like some people might have been in it longer than you, or maybe you know more, or maybe they know more. It's like try to get out of the headspace if you can of applying value judgments to other people knowing different things from you and you knowing different things from them or even you knowing less than them like if you are new and starting out there's actually no reason why you would know a lot like period so questions are actually really good and follow-up questions to to gain clarity is good and again as someone who um, has been working professionally for 16 years I just want to remind you whoever this is and sometimes I need reminding myself is that nobody really knows what's going on everyone's really distracted everyone's kind of equally freaked out about what they don't know and so if you can just go into a collaborative work experience with this like thought that you're all in it together that you all even even the loud blustery one who's angry who's like demanding things and like really for some reason like wearing a giant crown and like waving a scepter around that person typically knows the least um just again as a reminder so it's a collaborative space it might not feel like a safe space but you kind of have to draw that boundary and be able to like derive some safety in that and derive some sense of just like how the conversation is not an indicator of your ineptitude your excellence or your anything it's all work and it should not be a value judgment on like how you see yourself that day um and I'm sorry to say should but like ideally it would not have bearing on how you see that yourself that day and of course that's like really really challenging but I just want this particular moment in time in this particular tiny podcast to remind you that what another person thinks of you has nothing to do with you and the reason I say that despite how impossible that is to believe is because what another person thinks of you has no bearing on who you are or what you're doing that day or what you're capable of or what you look like or where you came from or what your parents did or anything. What another person thinks of you is entirely based in that moment on their mood. And again, like with the whole practicing phone calls thing, and not really getting their part right and then feeling confused when you're like, oh my God, this conversation is different. 
You cannot control what another person thinks. You cannot control the kind of morning they had before they got on that phone call. You cannot control how sick they are, you know? Like, I, you have no idea, like, what demons they're dealing with um, as far as their addictions or mental health issues. You have no idea what they're dealing with as far as their personal lives or what the people around them are expecting of them or whether or not the people around them are abusing them. Like, none of this has to do with you. And I think that this can get really confusing in workplace situations, especially like if you like this person or maybe you admire this person or you don't like this person, but you kind of want what they have and they seem successful. Like, at least in my experience, it's always been really seductive to think that the person who seems to know more than me can see something in me where, and if they treat me poorly, that it must be that they're like, tapping into some part of me that I'm trying to hide um but yeah that's just like such I mean all of these feelings and all of these fears is what ultimately led to my own addiction problems and my own um eating disorder issues but yeah when I say that what another person thinks or what another person's expectations of you are in that moment or in a phone call or in a workplace setting like man it really has nothing to do with you um and so there's nothing to do about it like there's no making it up to that person like there's no anything and sometimes trying to do those actions kind of make you feel more culpable and it makes what they're treating you as feel more real and that stuff can be so internalized to where you really end up believing it yourself and it's sometimes not that much work to believe because what's happening is they're like acting a certain way and the way you're reacting is like going through your most shameful parts of yourself and deciding unilaterally again like because no one can read anyone's minds that that's what they're reacting to that 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 they can see that usually I mean human beings are really intuitive and like bullies can definitely tell if there's something in you that you feel shame about and they don't know what it is but they'll push it like that doesn't mean it's true like that doesn't mean that the shameful part of you that you feel like everyone else can see that doesn't mean that everyone can actually see that with that level of specificity a lot of the time people just aren't even thinking about you that much and so if you can at all find any gentleness or serenity or freedom around that that's good and just one tiny baby step from that is to find surrender around it and really just lean into the fact that like you cannot change that um so yeah I know on the on its face it's like we're just talking about phone calls but I think that this phone calls and and anxiety around it just has a lot to do with what you feel the expectations are around you in a workplace situation or in a relationship, or in any sort of um, interpersonal human dynamic. Um, Yeah, and I really, really get the fear. But when you sort of like follow that thread of fear through um, and break it up into certain components of like what you think they think of you, it lends a little bit of... It makes it a little less powerful because you're just kind of like, oh, 
no one knows what's going on. No one can read my mind. I can't read their mind. No amount of practicing is going to change that. And I'm just going to ask questions regardless of how I feel that makes me look to them. And I'm just going to need, I'm just going to get the information that I need in order to do my job. And me doing my job is just like, not dispassionate, but should, it's, it's not a value judgment thing. It's like, a human being who is going to make mistakes like verbing some nouns for money that's what a fucking job is so yeah um so phone calls kind of suck but all they are is just appointments for a person to press pause in their life just for one second usually multitasking by emailing at the same time or whatever with a very distracted mind trying to carve some space out in order to make an appointment to think about something. That's all it is. It's not a test. It's not like some endurance situation. Um, And if they're treating it like that, it's not your problem. So that's just a reminder. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you find utility in this. And yeah, have a gentle day.